Hi friends, welcome back to the Health Forward Podcast. I am your host, Elena Davis, and I'm glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in today. It is the end of February when I'm recording this, and a lot of us are feeling one of two ways with our New Year's health-related goals, either confident and excited to keep going or frustrated and ready to call it quits. So in this episode, I'm sharing some of the most common reasons that We tend to hit a wall this time of year and maybe stop seeing the results that we think we should be seeing in our health, whether that's weight loss or another health factor we're wanting to improve. So I think this is going to be a super practical and helpful episode for you as far as what we can do about that. So let's get into it. Hey friends, I'm Elena Davis, your integrative health coach, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Health Forward Podcast, where each week we will be talking about different things that move us forward toward a healthier and more fulfilling life. Thanks so much for listening in. While there are a lot of factors that can go into while you may be feeling these feelings of frustration with maybe a lack of results or lack of progress with our health goals, What I have found to be true is that when people are feeling stuck or this feeling of frustration, there usually are some common culprits. So before you call it quits, let's evaluate how you're doing in these four different areas. The first one is not getting enough sleep. So most of us don't get enough sleep. You've heard me talk about it before, but we prioritize productivity over rest. And in doing so, we are damaging our health. The recommendation is seven to nine hours of sleep and two of those hours being deep sleep. And most of that really good deep sleep happens before or at around midnight. So it's really important not only to be getting good quality sleep and the amount of sleep, the quantity, the seven to nine hours, it's also important to make sure that that quality of getting enough deep sleep is um, also being something that you think about and be intentional about. And a lot of that is going to come from getting to bed at a good time, which I know can be very difficult to do. So there's some ways that we can be really intentional about this. You can start to track your sleep. That's something that's actually been very helpful for me. There's several different um, resources or apps or things like that you can use. So what I use is on my Apple Watch, I use the Auto Sleep Plus app. And so that works with my watch. Um, It auto detects sleep or you can choose when you're going to sleep and it tracks all kinds of different metrics throughout the night. So how long it takes you to go to sleep, the amount of light sleep, deep sleep, REM sleep. Um, And then it also gives you readiness scores based on your waking heart rate, heart rate variance. So it's got a lot of different metrics that can be very helpful when you're wanting to look at, okay, what is my sleep actually like? Because you might be thinking, I do sleep seven hours a night, but I still feel exhausted well, you might not be getting enough deep sleep or there might be something else going on. So that's a good thing um, to know. So there's a lot of different sleep apps. That's just the one that I have used and can recommend. So tracking your sleep is very helpful in just kind of getting a good idea of your baseline and then being able to see progress as you make some changes. 
So some of those changes are maybe you need to set some really hard boundaries around sleep, about time you get to sleep, um, not staying up super late scrolling or watching shows or um, anything like that, maybe moving your routine back, you know, 15 minutes at a time until you get it at a good time. I have a whole lot more ideas about optimizing sleep in a couple other of my episodes. So if you are interested in that, you can go back and catch those episodes 29 and 69. Okay, another issue that I see very commonly that can cause a little bit of maybe a stalling out or uh, maybe a plateau for people when they are trying to reach certain health goals is not having enough calories or protein intake throughout the day. So often when we think about weight loss or other health related goals, we think about eating less, which occasionally may be warranted. But I have found in most cases, the opposite is actually true. So many times when someone is experiencing difficulty losing weight or regulating blood sugar, maybe healing hormones, things like that, they're having difficulty because they aren't eating enough, not enough calories, or maybe not often enough throughout the day, or even both. It's very, very common as well for women to not eat enough protein throughout the day. So we'll kind of get to that in a second, but I want to talk about the the calories for a minute. Now, I am not a proponent of counting calories because I think that when we do that, we set ourselves up for an unhealthy obsession with our bodies and an unhealthy relationship with food. And so I like to be very careful about that, especially if you have any history of an eating disorder or body image issues, which tons and tons of women do. So Typically, I am not a proponent of counting calories. However, having said that, sometimes it can be helpful to track for very short term, like I'm talking only a couple days, just to gauge how much food we are taking in on a regular average day. Somewhere along the way, we've adopted this mindset that we should only be eating 1200 calories a day or 1400 calories a day or something ridiculous. And for 99% of us, that is just way under what our bodies actually need to function. Now, this number is obviously different for everyone. And I don't want you to mishear what I'm saying here and think that I'm saying that weight loss is the most important goal or that it's as simple as calories in or calories out. Because if you know me, if you've listened to my podcast for any amount of time, you know that that is not what I teach or how I believe at all. But I do believe that understanding a little bit of the science behind how your body actually uses food as energy can be helpful. So your body needs a certain amount of calories to just basically function. And you can find that amount by using a BMR calculator. It will show you the amount of calories that you need to basically just sit and breathe all day. And so as the algorithm explains, when you when you look it up, this energy or this intake of calories is going to be used only to maintain vital organs. So think heart, lungs, kidneys, intestines, reproductive organs, muscles, skin, things like that. And so for most people, about 70% of their total energy burned throughout the day is just used for upkeep of 
their basic body function. So when you're thinking about this, when you look like look up your BMR, it basically uses a calculation of height, weight, age, and gives you like a very baseline. Like if you sat in a chair and all you did was sit there and breathe all day, this is the amount of calories your body would need just to keep your body functioning. And for most people, that's more than 1,200 calories. Now, if you add to that that you're going to walk around, exercise at all, do anything, if you're going to have any energy for anything beyond just sitting there and existing, then you're going to need more calories than that, especially if you're really active, if you're pregnant, you're nursing, you've got any kind of uh, major stress going on in your life. And so again, it's not as simple as just like an algorithm or a math equation. There's lots of factors that go into it, but this does provide us a basic framework of understanding and it supports the idea that major calorie restriction is not a good idea. And so what I see happen so often is that women think less, less, less when it comes to food. They think I need fewer calories, smaller portions, and what they end up doing is putting their body in this very stressed state of basically starvation. And they may lose weight in the beginning, but there are long-term ramifications and consequences for that. And the body is going to respond to that stress. And eventually it's going to respond by starting to hold on to everything And then also all the functions of our bodies that really happen when we are in a more relaxed state are not going to be functioning as well. And so things that we want our bodies to prioritize, especially when we are of reproductive years, if we're wanting to really optimize our fertility, major calorie restriction is going to be a very negative factor when it comes to that. And so we have to be so careful about not getting caught up in trends that may cause us long-term consequences in our health, even if they do provide short-term results. Okay, I did not mean to go off on a tangent on that. So let's reel it back in. So about the protein. It's also really common to not have enough intake of protein and to have too high of an intake of either simple carbs or fats throughout the day. So a really simple rule of thumb here, is to make sure that you are not having any meal or snack that is just a carb or, for that matter, just a protein. Inclusion of all three macronutrients is important for stable blood sugar and metabolism. So somewhere around 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal is a good goal. Now, I don't want you pulling out your kitchen scale unless you just have the time and brain capacity for that. I certainly don't. And I don't know many people who do, but if you do, great. Um, Honestly, just using the palm of your hand as a guide is super easy and a sustainable way to make sure that you're getting enough protein um, at each meal. Okay, moving on. So another common issue I often see when someone isn't seeing progress that they want um, is an imbalance in their physical activity. So either too much or too intense exercise or probably more obvious to little exercise. So obviously regularly moving our bodies 
is going to be beneficial for somewhere between 15 to 45 minutes per day is going to support the function of our bodies in so many different ways. It helps our bodies manage our stress levels. It helps promote deep sleep. It aids in digestion and good gut motility. It reduces chronic inflammation levels, increases oxygen, and therefore healing and energy to our bodies. It helps with cognitive abilities. It supports stable hormones and so much more. It is a vital component to a healthy lifestyle. Also, on the flip side of that, overtraining or doing too intense of a workout or even too long of an intense workout can have some of the opposite effects, which can leave us feeling more exhausted and depleted. It can also actually raise chronic inflammation levels. It can have a draining effect on our adrenal health and therefore our hormone health. It can lead to digestive issues, including chronic bloating and constipation. It can add to things like insomnia. And when it's paired with too a, a too restrictive way of eating, like we just talked about, it can really leave our bodies starving for energy and actually cause our bodies to use up some of our own like muscle mass and things like that. And so we do not want to be too far in either extreme and too little exercise or too much too intense of exercise. So as with most things, there is a sweet spot for exercise, especially for women. So men have a little bit more leeway on this, but women really have to be um, a little bit more intentional about how they are moving their bodies. And then the last really common issue that I see that I wanted to talk about today is having misaligned mindset and goals. So I've talked a lot about this because this is one of the most common issues that I see, honestly. And it's one that most of us just simply overlook a lot of the time. And I actually have a guest interview episode all about this that comes out in a couple weeks. So I'm not going to go super deep into this today, but I do want to just give you a couple things to think about. When we are setting goals from a place of negative feelings or feelings of shame about our bodies, we are very likely to keep ourselves stuck right where we are. Those feelings may motivate us for a day or two. You've probably experienced that. But most of the time, they lead us to feeling like giving up or just crashing on the couch instead of taking proactive steps to improve our health. However, if we can switch our mindset to setting goals, maybe tied to something that we love or a dream of something we want to do or a way we want our lives to be in the future, we are actually much more likely to feel motivated to take those action steps. So it's a good thing for us to remember that behavior is driven from our mindset, not the other way around. You cannot willpower your way through things. You really have to work on your mindset first so that you're not constantly pushing against um, maybe the default that your brain is wanting to go to. And really, there's so much to be said on this topic. And like I said, I actually have an entire guest interview coming up about this in the next episode. So make sure you're subscribed so that you can keep a lookout for that. But if you want to know more on the topic in the meantime, I do have a YouTube video that is dedicated totally to talking about a healthy mindset and goal setting that you can watch. I'll link to that in the show notes so that you can get to it easily. It is actually a clip from my 
move forward, feel better course. It's from the first module of that. And it dives so much more into depth about how we can align our mindsets with the truth of who God made us to be. And I truly believe that this is one of the missing pieces for so many women who find themselves stuck in a cycle of dieting and frustration with their body. So if you feel like you want to know more about that, then head to that link in the show notes and go check out that YouTube video because I think it will really be helpful for you. So I want to know, have any of these common issues resonated with you? If so, I hope that you have found this episode helpful and it's given you some ideas to think through. The good news is that in each of these examples, we can easily make changes to address what's going on. So I encourage you to spend some time evaluating these areas of your lifestyle and brainstorming two to three very achievable steps that you can take to move yourself forward. You're doing a great job, friend, just by taking the time to listen to this episode and give intentional thought to your health, you are moving forward, even if it doesn't necessarily feel like it. If you haven't left a rating or review of this podcast yet, please do so. It may seem like a really insignificant thing, but it is actually very helpful in getting the podcast in front of more people like you who could use some healthy living encouragement. And it really also helps me to know that you are enjoying the content and getting something out of it as well. So if you would please do that, I really appreciate that. Well, that's it for me today, friends. Keep moving forward. Go love your people well, and I'll talk to you next time. Please remember that the content in this episode is not to be considered as medical advice and is only intended as general health information. Thanks so much for listening in today. See you back here next week for another episode of the Health Forward Podcast.